What's going on, guys? This episode is brought to you by Ice Shaker, and this is the 26-ounce Ice Shaker brought to you by the Gronkowski Brothers. It is made from kitchen-grade stainless steel and will not hold a smell like your regular plastic shakers. It holds ice for up to 30 hours, so make sure to keep your drink cold for as long as possible. And also, it is customizable, so you can put your own custom name, logo, or whatever on here. We did the custom Hostile Ice Shaker. This will be available at Hostile.com soon, but if you don't want to buy ours and you want to go to IceShaker.com, you can use code RBP to get anything on their site for 20% off. They offer all these different colors and styles. This is These are the shaker bottles, 36, 26, and 20 ounce. They also have this awesome cooler bag here. Um, this cooler bag is made from a high-quality polyester. It's waterproof, resistant to dirt and bacteria and stains. It has long-term insulation for cold or hot food. Uh, it has dual waterproof metal zippers and pulls for easy access, and it has this shoulder strap that's padded also for easy carrying around your food. Now, anything on the site, whether you customize it or not, they have the custom shop here. You can customize all these different things with your own logo or name or whatever you want to do to them. All, everything on the site will be 20% off when you use code RBP. Check it out, guys. High quality shakers. You can also check it out at hostile.com if you want to get ours. Use code RBP at iceshaker.com and get yours now. What's going on, boys? How are you? What's up? Can somebody tell me why some, not all, I'm not going to generalize before I get killed too. Why are some of the Brazilian fans absolutely crazy? Some, I mean, (laughs) we've seen a lot. Well, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about this because in regards to, so backstory is, I think Ian's kind of going back and forth with some Brazilian fans about that. Well I'll, give you, well, I'll give you the backstory because it was on the podcast. We were on that live. Podcast. Oh, I didn't know it started there. That's what. Oh, I was so we we're on the so we we're on the live podcast, and somebody asked, "Can Patrick Moore beat Chris Bumstead?" Yeah, and, and Roman answered. He said no. So then the conversation carried on, and I I got Ian on the podcast because he was in the live chat just stirring up shit. So I brought Ian on, I brought Ben on, and we were talking about classic. And uh, Ian said that Ramon was fifth, and there's no way he could ever beat Chris or Urs. Actually, we're talking about Urs because Urs Urs was fourth. That German guy, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So he was fourth, and Ramon was fifth. So he said uh, Urs is better than Ramon, and he thinks Urs is the next one to take Chris's place, whatever that may be. Or he has the most potential or something like that. I don't know, something along those lines. And then it just all went downhill from there. Well, didn't he say that the show that, that Ramon won, it was close between him and the guy that got second as well, right? Yeah, I, I think he said something like Which that. Which basically too, but... was just like shitting on the Brazilian's grandma. Basically, but that's how like, they took it, right? They but took if it I, as like he was... <laughs> if I told you that about any other competitor, you'd be like, yeah, okay. That's not like, nothing disrespectful was said. You know what I mean? Like, it's just talking about guys competing. Right. An, an a, opinion a, on where he thinks they should place. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a country pride thing. You know, I mean, like, you know, they don't have many, you know, they don't have many competitors and probably in that category that are that high up. So they all, you know, jump behind the one guy and he's, he's doing, I mean, he's doing well. He's building a nice fan base. I mean, there might be a little, you know, a little, no, no, no. After a little but, bit too much. But. 
they've done it in uh, with UFC as well, right? The yeah. UFC fans in Brazil yeah. have yeah. got very hostile towards certain fighters that have said some like provocative things, and they probably did deserve a little bit of a a backlash from it. But I know that like Chow Sonnen and Kobe Covington, yeah, but wait a second, death threats stuff, and things like that, right? But the stuff, Kobe... no, no, I'm, I'm saying, it, I'm saying it wasn't. It's not just because he's their only classic competitor. They're very passionate about all of their celebrities and athletes right and i think and i think that's awesome when i see that kind of passion from the fans like or even conor mcgregor's fans like when the irish fans come i'm jealous i'm like how come none of the canadian or american fans are like that adamant about their guys right but chael sun and and colby covington said like racist shit like they were saying like really like you know chow didn't chow 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 was only saying it in regards to um no, yeah, he said it was a third world. He said it was a third world country with, and he was oh, talking yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, he, remember, he was like, they ba- they barely have internet here. Blah blah blah. They were talking about <laughs> he's talking all this bad shit. So he those guys deserved like the backlash. But like Ian, all right. Ian said was like, the competitor's not going to beat Urs or Chris, and they fucking they're on his page now, going crazy, and they're all they're saying. The funniest thing is the the number one line is like. Nick Walker's bigger than you. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I'm like, I how is that? Like, how is that like offensive? Those comments and probably 50% of them were Nick Walker is greater than Ian. <laughs> 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 and, and then like eight dinosaurs, like dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah isn't, it funny how they, they, isn't it funny how they didn't use like, their open class guy? Um, chef, his name. Raphael. Raphael. They yeah. didn't use there Raphael to, no. to, piece, to to kind of pop yeah. against Ian. And they're like, shit. Who, yeah, who like, can we pick this? Actually, I'm like, why are you picking Nick? Nick's not fucking Brazilian. What does he have to do? Why? Like, what does that have to do with anything? I don't even get. I don't even get it. Um. So let's take. So let's stir the pot a little more. <laughs> um. I need a couple thousand comments on my pictures. <laughs> uh, Ramon, classic physique. Let's see. I just want to see. Because I've looked at his physique. So my this was my comment about his physique. Because I, I remember when I did the breakdown of the Olympia, I said, and I've said this before, so people who have heard it a million times, I apologize. But I always think there's two types of classic competitors. There's guys that look like they could be bodybuilders and they're more aesthetic. They're Sorry, they're more classic because they were able to make the weight cap. But they could be bodybuilding if they pushed. You know what I mean? Like they have more of a bodybuilding physique, but they are able to make the weight. But then you have other classic guys who I think who are more aesthetic and artistic in their presentation. Like when I think of Terrence or I think of Chris, I think of a more artistic physique, not necessarily a bodybuilding physique. So that was my assessment of, of Ramon as I felt like he was just a, he was a great, he has an amazing physique, but it's not as classic as Terrence or Chris. So this is uh, Ramon. Oh, is that his surname? Dino. Okay, I get the dinosaur reference now. Is it? Oh, I didn't know that was his last name. I thought it was like a nickname. That makes so. That makes. Oh yeah, that's why they did the dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was just a nickname. So this is uh, Ramon. I mean, he's got a crazy physique. He's very, very proportionate. I mean, very aesthetic. But do you guys get what I'm saying? Kind of when I think of a bodybuilding physique. I I get what you're saying in regards to like if any if. Any uh, out of those people out of the top five, if, if one of them was to go to bodybuilding, well, besides, I mean, I think, I think, um, who's that third? I can't think of his name. Breon, Breon. Yeah, Bre- I mean, Breon could do 212 tomorrow if he wanted to. This is besides him. 
I, I agree with you. I think Ramon's the most, you know, if he wanted to grow into bodybuilding, he could. He has the best flow to do so. This is the top yeah. five here. So it's hard to, it's hard to like say what's what, but like Chris has got definitely a different physique than the other three, except for maybe Terrence. And here's what you got to understand. And I know, I know they're just fanboys, and, you know, they are obviously cheering for Ramon, but Ian is actually, he's correct in that the looking at this lineup, you know, the champion is currently Chris Bumpson. His physique is what the winning physique is, right? So who's going to beat him? Somebody that's probably similar to him. So this new guy that got fourth on the left there, I don't know. I guess I'm not really there. Yes. The, the miracle bear or whatever I was very, very impressed with. And the main thing is like he like standing next to Chris, like he looks the most like Chris and yeah. him being so young, he can still make these improvements each year that if out of anybody, I could see him being the one that dethrones Chris eventually someday as well. And that's just going off of you got to beat the winner and they're usually going to compare you to the winner. And he is the most, he is the most similar physique, uh, I believe to Chris. So I wish I could find a most muscular or a, sorry, a front double here of uh, Ramon. I just want to do a proper, like I try and get a proper look. There's uh, a side chest. They're all tiny. I don't know why they're so small. He's got great arms. I was just going to ask you guys, do you think this is going to sound really fucked up, but I almost feel like the bigger arms almost are what take away from his physique a little bit. Yeah, they dominate. They definitely dominate. Like when I look at this photo, (laughs) like when I look at this photo, right? If his arms were smaller, would he be more classic? Yeah. So he's got bodybuilder's arms on a on a classic. That that's what I'm trying to say. It's like this. This looks like a bodybuilder, and then his quads aren't that small either. Like he's got good. His his quads and arms are very good. Yeah. So almost like like that's a that looks like a a super heavyweight's arms. You know what I mean? Like. And then you look at hers and you have like these small arms, but it almost looks like it's more classic. It's proportionate to the to the flow of physique. Right. So it's like it's weird. Like you always want to have it's funny, there's a saying in, in bodybuilding that your arms can never be too big. But I feel like in classic, that doesn't that same rule doesn't apply. Yeah. Right. So is that okay? Well, so well, when you look at Chris's physique, there isn't a really stand out body part in particular, right? You know, if you yeah. look up, say, uh, Rami, he's, I mean, Rami's quads are just insane. His legs are insane. But um, look at Rody's arms, right? Rody's arms dominate his physique quite a lot. I think uh, the whole point is if you have a stand out body part, then it's going to highlight weaknesses elsewhere yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think that uh, Ramon, like you said, his arms are so much ahead of where the rest of his physique is. Well, he's, he's, he's yeah. symmetry and, and it, it's thrown off, right? He's... It almost... You know, um, oh, they're there side by side. Do you see what I'm talking about? A little bit? Yeah. Like, Ramon's thicker than him. He's got bigger arms, he's got bigger legs, but he's got a smaller torso, whereas this is all very proportionate. Yeah, he's like he's back. His lats look undersized because his arms are so big. You see what I'm saying? Like his his chest and lats don't match the size of his arms and quads. Yeah, well, and, and if he did match, if he if his lats and chest did match it, he's not a classic bodybuilder. He'd be a, he'd be more bodybuilding. Yeah, he'd be more of a bodybuilder. Yeah. You're right. 
so it's yeah i mean it's very strange and then if you look at ours i can see what um it was actually it was actually um it was actually uh roman that was saying ours was going to be the next kind of big thing and if ours has the same qualities that chris has in that he's got very wide like thick lats and his legs aren't overly powering and his arms aren't overpowering so everything kind of flows together so he has similar qualities. So I can see why why Roman's saying that. I don't think he'll ever beat Chris, but he does look like a, a he's got a similar physique. He's way under the weight him as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Anyway, the whole the whole point of it all is not. The whole point of it all is not to say who's better and who's worse. The whole point of it all is fans need to like chill the fuck out a bit. You can say. I don't think Ian said anything disrespectful for people to like go off that much. So not compared to what he said before. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, yeah. Ian said some fucked up shit, man. That's not, yeah. that's not one of them. So anyways, Brett, I'm, putting my pro, I'm putting my profile on private now after this podcast gets released. You think we're going to, why we didn't say anything bad. Did we? Right, so they'll, they'll, they'll probably just come on and be like, keep his name out of your mouth and just dinosaur me. <laughs> well, that's okay. You can get, if you, if you, Listen, if you're upset by me critiquing a physique, then you're watching the wrong show. Because that's what we do. That's what we do to everybody. So there's a difference between being a fan of an individual only versus being a fan of the sport, right? Yeah. And was I think they're first, going. Was that his first Olympia? I'm not sure. Yeah, I've never heard him before. I mean, that's the first time I heard him. So, I mean, I want to say, say yes, but I, I believe so. I want to say yes, but I don't follow classic closely enough to to say. Um, but yeah, you're right, Ben. If you're a fan of one guy, then everybody else is shit to you, and you're not really a fan of the sport. And if you're not a fan of the sport, then people critiquing physiques is probably odd to you, and you don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Anyways, what's going on, Brett? How are you? What's up? I am. I'm good. I'm excited. Um, Ben. Ben is going to be not on a Zoom call tomorrow. He's going to be here tomorrow, flying to Denver. So we got a good five days or four days ahead of us of training and getting some hostile stuff out there. And man, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a big weekend ahead. You're filming some crazy videos for us or what? Oh, yeah. Training's going good. So I hope he's, I hope he's feeling juicy and ready to roll. <laughs> what shirt are you wearing? Is that a butcher shirt? Yeah, this is another one of my shirts. Nice. Where did they get that? Is, do you have a website or no? Not yet. No, I've been just made. I haven't, I haven't released these yet. This is kind of a, a dry run. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do these next, the three quarter sleeves. But yeah, it's been fun. Um, what was I going to say? Do you have any big announcements coming up? Well, officially. So I announced it yesterday on Dennis's podcast, but I don't know when that comes out. So maybe we'll beat it here. But um, we have, you know, I've officially started prep this week. So prep has started, and we are 12 weeks out from the Arnold Sports Festival. You so fucking announced that. that shit on Dennis's podcast and not mine? I, I, I thought we were friends. No, no, no. You got until Saturday. I think that release is Saturday. So I'm going to release this. I'm going to release this today. Once we're done, I'm going to fucking put it out. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Like, I've been holding this in for about a month. I know. I told you, and obviously Ben knows, that's why he's kind of coming out to, you know, be a good training partner and make sure everything's going good. So, Man, I mean, I'm mean, I'm just glad it's here. So now, the next twelve weeks is just all business. We have a lot of good things coming, and just going to show off the next version of 2022. How much size? Well, first, let me ask you this: Did you ever have you been to the Arnold before? 
Yeah, yeah, I've been to multiple Arnold's. For sure. Have you ever competed there? No, no. But how many how many times have you gone to the show? Is it something you do every year, kind of thing? Yeah, I've probably been to. I would say four or five because we used to go out. Ivana competed twice, and then we would just go out, and that was kind of our trip where we'd go stay with John. Okay. You know, he was in Columbus. So we'd actually stay at his house and we would, you know, do some videos with him and then go to the Arnold. That's kind of our, we were planning on doing that this past year and everything. But, um, yeah. uh, so I've probably been, I think six, five or six of them, you know, four or five of them for sure. So is it somewhere you always kind of aspire to compete at or no? Yeah, absolutely. I always wanted to do the invite. One thing was she, one year she did the Arnold Australia. So 2018, um, cause we actually did our, so what we did is she went down there and competed. Um, and I just do, I really enjoyed it. Cause like, the Arnold just like, you know, they took care of it, the athletes and we all flew down there together, you know? So it was like, there's all these athletes, the strongmen who were on there. And like, we, you kind of like with that trip, with the, with the whole Australian trip is you kind of stick together, you know? So it's yeah. not like you're all rivals. It's yeah, more yeah. like we're a bunch of Americans going over to Australia and we don't know what to expect. So we're going to kind of like, you know, hang out and roll through this together. So that was a really, really fun experience. Um, you know, I was just on the side, but we had a great time. We stayed an extra week and we went over to Sydney and, you know, uh, celebrate our, uh, honeymoon at that time so that was oh, like nice. four years ago so that was one of the most fun trips i've ever had was at arnold australia so i always said i wanted to do an arnold and you know this opportunity arose i wasn't planning on it. like i said about a month ago we were i was gonna do new york pro was the yeah. plan yeah. and then matt called me jansen he's like man like you know they're 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 really blowing up this arnold for 2022 increasing the prize money you know just kind of looking in the lineup i think you know you need we need to do this and thought it over. I talked to, you know, I asked Ivana first, you know, she was down. I asked Dylan, the gym owner here, cause he does a lot. Like I post for him in the mornings and stuff. I mean, I also called Phil Heath and asked him yeah. just cause I respect his opinion and they also go for it. So we, uh, we, we put the pedal to the metal. Here we well, are. Well, let's, let's break it down. Cause that's what we do is break down physiques. Uh, ben, what do you, um, you think Brett can win? Let's talk about him. Like he's not so. here. <laughs> <laughs> You have to, there's two things with it, right? Because a lot of times you're judging a physique based on what you lost. So we're going to get a bad answer now. Here we go. The last iteration, right, is, is what you were judging and comparing all of the guys against. But then you also have to account for the trajectory that that athlete is on, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's someone like Ruli, no disrespect, but Ruli's doing this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett, Brett's going like this, right? So <clears throat> to compare them and that, it's going to be interesting because, I mean, how his last show in Chicago, I think, impressed everybody. Mm -hmm. And I know his rate of progression. And I'm, from the people I know that are not doing it, which would have been some threats in there, you know, so obviously like Nick, Ian, Hunter, etc. Those guys I know are definitely not doing it. I can't think of many guys where I don't see him being compared to him and pushing them. So, okay. So who do we know? How's that, that for an answer? No, well, it's, it's, a, it's kind of along the lines of what I was, gonna, was thinking as well, but what, who do we know that is doing the show? Let's start there. Because, okay, uh, wait, let, let's do this. Who do we know that's not doing the show? We know Hunter's not doing the show. We yeah. know uh, Rami's not going to do the show. We know Hottie, Hottie, was I heard talk about Hottie. He was probably not going to get a visa. Yeah. Uh, I heard talk yeah. about Brandon. Brandon's a possibility. And then Bonax okay. a possibility. And then Bonax a possibility. Okay. So to me, out of all the people I know that are doing the show, um, 
you have Brandon, uh, Brandon Bonac. I'm not sure what Sergio's doing. Akeem, Kuklo. I mean, um, there, are, there are some threats. There are some threats. I don't think. I swear, I swear, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to. I, as far as I'm aware, Sergio is not doing this, Arnold. Okay. Because I've spoken so, to him about something going on that weekend about hanging out. He's, I don't think he's doing it unless he's changed his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But around two or three weeks ago, he said he's he's not doing the Arnold. So let's assume Akeem, Kuklo, Bonak, Brandon. Because I have a feeling, you know, I, I talked to somebody who's like, Brandon's probably not going to do the show, but I'm like, they've increased the prize money to $200,000 for first. And if, you know, Hottie and Rami aren't going to be there, it would be silly for Brandon to ignore it. I don't, I would be surprised if Brandon does it because Why? I think he wants that Olympia back so badly. And I think he wants all eggs in one box. But he can still, but he can still get the Olympia back. It's nine months away. Right, he can still yeah, do but, the show, take a break. But he does give a lot. He sacrifices a lot in terms of being away from his family for preps. And when he goes to Kuwait for the Olympia, that that's his. Uh, so for the rest of the time, he he likes to. That's just just what I'm so, know of him. Okay, so obviously I'm rooting for Brett to win, but let's put all friendships. Say so, say 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 Brandon is doing it. Let's put everything aside. I'm just going to speak to Brandon and pretend Brandon's listening to this podcast, even though he's probably not. He should do the fucking Arnold's because he's not getting younger. And it's like, why not take the $200,000? He Let's say this. If Brandon does the Arnold's, would he be the favorite? I think so. Right? I would assume I so, mean, right? You could, yeah, if Rami's not doing it, then Brandon's yeah. the favorite, right? That's right. That's what I would assume, right? So if I'm Brandon, I'm like, I don't know how old Brandon is, but he's got to be late 30s, uh, if not 40. So I'm like, do the show, get the money, take a break. And then he still has a long time to do the Olympia. But at the same time, I'm like, it could be risky because what if somebody beats him? Then he looks, his momentum comes down going into the Olympia. Like what if, what if Brett has put on 10 pounds of muscle since Chicago and he comes in with the same conditioning, then what? <laughs> We're like, cause if yeah. Brett comes in and beats Brandon, then Brandon has a, uh, his momentum is way down come, Olymp come Olympia time, right? I mean, so, if you talk about momentum, the Brett has probably the most momentum out of everybody. No, I know, but I'm saying right now. I'm saying if I'm if if I'm in Brandon's head, right? Like if we're trying to think of Brandon's yeah. thinking of it. He's like, okay, well, I was second at the Olympia, so I could probably be the favorite. I go in and take the two hundred thousand dollar check, take a break, and then get ready for the Olympia. But I, I honestly think the Olympia is his only concern. Yeah. I think he wants that one over Rami back so bad. And he was close. Well, he was closer last year than like 2020, right? But yeah, I think he wants it back too Brett, badly. Brett, how much size do you think you put on since Chicago, if you had to guess? I know you don't know for sure, but. So I think, you know, on Chicago stage weight that day was 242. Yeah. Um, I will. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be around 250. I'm going to be like 248 okay. to 250. I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I mean, just be, you know, just being able to like this off season, getting up to, you know, I was five or six pounds heavier this off season and you know, I was cleaner, like, you yeah. know, kept everything in, you know, you know, abs, everything. So like being, being 28. So I, I know the looks at that top peak of the weight like that there's been muscle at, you know, added. And so I'm, I'm starting off in a better position here. So I, I definitely think six to eight pounds. So somewhere around 250 for sure. What do you think? Um, 
what do you think was the body part you had to bring up the most? Because when I think of your physique in Chicago, I don't think of it. There's not many weak points I can think of. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're always, like, what were you focused on? That's what I want to know. You no, know, yeah, individually, you're always going to pick your, yourself apart. You know how that goes. Yeah. Um, you know, main thing was just more thickness on the legs from the side. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, not so much from the front, but just a little bit more from the back with the hamstrings and also just, you know, that side nasty quad. Um, I need to bring the arms up a little bit. So that's been a big focus. I kept an arm in day in this whole off season <laughs> coming down into now. Um, and overall, just more polished, man. I just need more experience and a little bit more time. So I think overall we'll be, you know, every, everything will be a little bit better. I know I brought everything up a little bit. Um, and yeah, there's some photos. Yeah, like this isn't like there's not any weak points there, man. Everything's very proportionate. So it's like if just overall size, right? Like it, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When I look I at this, that. I'm like, everything's pretty fucking even, right? Right. Like I said, I think that's just where Hunter got me a little bit was just on the like that, like on the side legs. You know what I mean? He just has yeah, yeah. a little bit more hamstring, a little bit more quad sweep on the on the side. Yeah, but that's but but that's everywhere. Like if you look at the shoulder, right? Shoulders a little yeah. bigger, arms a little bigger, chest. Yeah. So bigger. every yeah everything. Just, about... So it's almost like you just. But, have... but, but, but then that is comparable because I believe Hunter was around two fifty, two fifty two. Yeah. 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 So if Brett's saying he's around eight pounds heavier, he's gonna it's gonna that. I see. I know what you're saying, Fred. It's like there's no missing body parts. It's yeah. Just keep keep developing. Keep thickening out. Keep adding tissue. Look at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you ate that guy. I was just happy to be there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Smile for the cameras. <laughs> yeah, it, you're. That's all. Yeah, that was all. My only point was it's kind of like it's very very proportionate. Um, it just needs yeah, like you said, just an, another five, 10 pounds everywhere. And it's like, you're there almost crazy. So we don't know anybody else. Who else could do the show that could be a breakout? Um, well, I know Cedric's doing it, of course. And then um, Justin Rodriguez, who did pretty well last year at it. So you know, there's going to be, there's going to be some good competition, man. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what like Brandon does. Cause like, especially with the increased prize money, I mean, second place this year is as much as the winner last year. So if that isn't making people like interested or perk up their ears, then, you know, I'd be surprised. Ben, what's going on with you? You're starting to prep soon too, right? Yeah. Ish. I threw away the cake last night. I made you, I made you throw away the fucking cake last night. I had, a... I had to listen to, I had to listen to this fat fuck chewing it was disgusting. The fucking noise he was making down the phone. I'm like, can you fucking throw it away already? It's like chomping on this chocolate cake down the phone to me. It's fucking gross. We had one of, it has to be one of like one of, the, one of the most annoying things, though. I try not to eat. That's why I don't eat on the podcast. I don't want people to hear it, right? Yeah. Ben, just to eat a meal. The guy's complaining about me we, we eating on the phone, <laughs> and he just smashed a meal on the podcast. Yeah, but at least I'm eating like normal food. You were like fucking. Oh, uh, so if I was acid. eating, so if I was you eating like, chicken and rice, it'd be okay. Yeah, but you were like fucking gorging yourself on this fucking hot <laughs> cake of heart attack. He's like, oh, he sent me a picture of it. It's fucking gross. This fucking chocolate cake, moose chocolate cake. And this pig is <laughs> it's not it. my fault. My brother-in-law lives with us and his birthday was a few days ago. So we bought him a cake. We all had a slice and then my wife put it in the fridge. And it's been staring at me for like three or four days. I've been ignoring it. Staring at you. And then yesterday Since I took you. it out and I started eating it and I was going to eat the whole thing. 
no, no, you took it out. You're on the fridge. You go, oh, what should I do with this chocolate cake? And I'm like, throw it away. <laughs> you went, I'm not throwing it away. I'm not wasting food. Well, I was so raised, next- I was raised not to throw away food. So the next thing, I'm just all I can hear is him talking through this muffled chocolate cake. And I'm like, fucking hell. It was like, so imagine like this cake, Brett. It's like, you know, a normal size cake and three slices are missing. So it's like three quarters of a cake left. And I'm, I took a picture. To and, I, tried to, to I know, right? So I took a picture and said to Ben, I'm like, I'm going to eat this whole fucking thing. And Ben's like, you're going to die tonight if you eat that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> he actually sent me a picture. Look, he threw it in the trash. I threw it in the garbage. Threw it in the trash. <laughs> after, he, after he had some of it, <laughs> I ate a slice, yeah, yeah. and then I oh. and then I felt he made me feel bad, so I threw the whole thing in the garbage. I was like, "All right." So but you're like, "I could have fucking ate that." It's, whole thing it's all. Way. It's all you. Guys. I told you. Know, I, t- I told Denise after I said, "I bet he went and got it back out of the garbage." <laughs> <laughs> I've only done that once in my life. <laughs> have you actually? One time. One time I did that. And I, I, this is my, I didn't want to talk about it, but <laughs> no, I actually, after I got off the phone with you, I wrapped up the garbage and I threw it in the bin outside. So it's gone, but yeah, it's your guy's fault, man. Ever since Dallas, I've been a fucking mess. I can't get back on my fucking diet. It's because entered, I, have, you entered the real world and now you can't escape it. <laughs> I officially retired. So now I'm just a fat fuck. No, I'm on a new diet. It's one meal a day at like eight o'clock at night. And eat as much as eat as much as you can. Oh, if you, if it fits your macros with yeah, it's like a 20, 23 hour fast. Yeah, so I fast all day long, and then around eight o'clock, I eat four thousand calories, and I go to bed, and it's been keeping me lean. It's working. It's not healthy. Like shit. I do feel like shit. No, yeah. I'm like four thousand calories. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, all right, let's do some questions. I guess Ben, your prep is twenty two weeks, twenty one weeks. I think it's 20. If I well, I wasn't gonna say shit because I didn't know how my prep was gonna go because I keep having these fucking stumbling blocks and I wanted to have no pressure and just do a prep. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can cut it out, I can cut this all out. You don't know you full of shit, you never cut anything out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm 20 weeks out, 21 weeks out. Uh, so when I, get back from, I got uh, Colorado obviously this weekend and then nationals the following weekend. And I'm gonna pretty much want to get back from nationals, start the prep at 20 weeks out. Just I want to. I didn't do, um, I didn't do like a proper rebound, and, and I came because of everything that happened when I went to the hospital. I just took a complete break, right? You did a fuad rebound. No, no, not even that. I came off. Every, no, I didn't. I definitely didn't do. A I'm off everything. Rebound. No, you're not. We discussed this last night. He goes to me. Here's what. Fuck you, right? I'm gonna throw you <laughs> under the bus now. So he's, last night he's talking to me and he's going, "Oh yeah, I'm off everything," and I'm like, "Everything?" And he went. Oh, I can't lie to you. So I'm taking this and this and this. I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell. Like, when I said I'm off everything, I mean, like, nothing went okay, in my I'm off like everything. Was... Okay, Brett, tell me if this is off everything. Just listen. So, <laughs> so do I use a GH a day? Okay. Like five days a week. And uh, I've done two shots of test since I got back from Dallas. That's like a month. That's like a shot That's every the... two weeks. And master on. Oh, and a shot of master on. It's just because, you know, I just no, no, felt, no. felt pretty crazy this morning. There was a master on in there. I had some leftovers. I'm like, oh, fuck it. No. <laughs> you can't just like, you can't let the cake stay there and throw it away. You got to finish it off. Just finish that off real quick. I was taught to never throw away steroids. No. Um, <laughs> no, no. 
no listen this is what my plan was because i was trying to like i just i obviously i can't go off everything completely because my like i have zero tests like i'm not gonna have my natural test is not gonna come back so i have to stay on like one shot a week at least so i was like i'll throw in a little bit of master on every week and it'll help me get a little bit leaner so i was gonna do one shot of master <laughs> one shot of master on and <laughs> one shot of master on and anthony and one shot of test and a couple IUGH and I'm like that's it that'll be and that's like off it's not really like that's all I was gonna say honestly like I was gonna say no you're probably on that that bodybuilders TRT which is like 250 a week plus two IUGH and then yeah guys will be like yeah. I'm off you're like are you off or are you <laughs> no no I'm not listen I'm not I'm not like that if I say I'm off I'm fine I was fucking with Ben because I knew he was gonna fucking call me out on it <laughs> if I say I'm off I'm actually all the way off I'm not I'm just fucking around. No, I'm not all the way off. I can never go all the way off. I'll always be on one shot a week for sure. Yeah, and I'll probably, and I'll probably always take a couple IUGH just so I can like, just for the fuck of it. So, yeah. So, okay. So, all right. Well, back to your point is when I finished my show, actually the week before my show, I came off everything, right? Cause I was in the hospital. And then I spent the next, I think 12 weeks. I, I stayed off everything. I trained here. I trained basically when I was with the guys. Other than that, I didn't really train too much. Um, and then Denise and I had the vacation in Colorado. So I spent the last six to eight weeks just kind of getting back into the groove uh, a little. And it's like only this last week now that my weight is starting to consolidate and I look like I kind of used to again. Um, yeah. and my strength is now kind of peaking again. The fullness I've got back, everything's kind of blown back up. So um, I didn't really, whereas last year, I came out of the prep and I just rolled straight into like a perfect off season, like treated it like I was a hundred percent on, like nothing changed. So. Yeah. You yeah. were, um, you were struggling when I was there and you were training legs, you look like you're having a tough time. And now yeah, you're fucking squatting nine fucking plates with a pause and everybody who's watching, this is a pause. So when we say pause, the weight <laughs> has to actually stop. Like see how he's dead stopped there. That's a pause. It's not like it's not traveling. It's not like going really, really, really slow. It's actually like call all the way down and then dead stop. It's like complete control of the weight. Um, but you know what's funny? You know what's guy, funny about Nito. this? Yeah, guy. Yeah. But you know what's <laughs> funny about this is like I'll watch this video back and I'm like, oh, those pauses were quick because in my head, yeah. in my head, that said, like, that pause fucking feels like you're sitting yeah. there for 10 minutes. I was minutes. like, I'm counting like five seconds at the bottom every rep, right? I know, and I, I look at it, I look every at it, I'm time. like, oh, I was quick on those shit. Like, you know, the, the four plate incline I, I posted, that's a pause. I said it's a pause. That's what I thought when I was doing that. I'm like, oh, this is a long pause. And then I watch it back yeah. and it's like half a second. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, every time. So this is actually before I go away from that. Is this your most recent photo, or is this last year? No, that's recent. So two eighty-seven, two eighty-seven facet here. It's not a mess. Yeah, this is a mess. It's funny when you say that because this is a mess, like in bodybuilding standards. But like most people who are watching, it's like it's still a split in the leg. Abs are still showing. Like you know, this is, I mean, this was a this is also the day off. Three, you know, this is prime like pre-contest or pre-prep right here. Yeah. Yeah. Would look like. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I, I trained legs the day before so the Monday morning. I trained legs on Sundays. So my I always have a, a little less separation in my legs from the inflammation. But yeah, 
I'm always looking for good examples of what I mean when I say bulking, because people have the wrong idea when I say bulking. When I say bulking, people think I mean like get fat as fuck. And I yeah. don't like I would probably be a little fatter than this in my off season, mm. but this is what I mean when I say bulking. You still see that's as that's as fat as I'd like to get in my I, off season. I'd probably get a little heavier than this. I'm kind of yeah. where but also his why are you thing. laughing, bro? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing, Brett? <laughs> what are you laughing at? You fuck. I'm, I'm, I'd probably get a little fatter than this. Well, I'm just saying the truth. I don't like you know. <laughs> we, we know. We know. <laughs> but, but here's the other thing. You'd have been a little fatter than that, but eating a lot more junk than I am. That's what you know. Uh, I, didn't, so I, like, I didn't actually eat that much junk in my off seasons. I, I would literally have like two cheat meals a week. I would have some extras during the day, like, you know, if I added yeah. an apple or but, added like. But, I mean, the thing that was concerning me was my calories aren't that high right now. And I was getting my body fat up to where that was. And I'm like, mm. um, so that's why I'm kind of going to go into a slightly longer, slower prep. Because um, yeah. I think I'll probably carry on. I'll stay pretty heavy for the first eight weeks. You know, Look. I'll probably drop down to like two, 280 and then probably improve at that weight for a the first half of the prep and then start digging deep, you know, but we'll see. This is what I'm talking about. It's a thick boy. That's a, oh, it went away. I don't know why it went away. 300 pounds. This exclamation. Was, this was the first time. It's the first time I hit 300 Wait, 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 wait. Was this 300 pounds in the morning or the evening one? That was in the morning, but I ate like $40 worth of Chinese food the night before. Yeah, I remember you saying that. You're like, <laughs> it kind of didn't count because you rammed food at like midnight. And then... I ate like a thousand fucking milligrams, 10,000 milligrams of sodium before I went to bed and fucking drank. Wait, what's the one What's the one below that? Like in the middle? This is what I got. That's, like a, little, that's a little fatter. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, this is what I used to look like. You still see the outline of everything, but I'm pretty chubby. Yeah. But, and then I got like... As I, you know, this was early in my career. Oh, you can't really see that one. That's the first time I hit 290. Uh, I can't find any good off-season ones here. This is this is later in my career. I stayed leaner in the off-seasons. But not yeah. by cho- not by choice. I just couldn't. It was harder for me to get fatter because I'd put I on find a lot of bodybuilders. I found a lot of bodybuilders get less fat the older they get. So this is, pre, this is pre-prep uh, later in my off-season. La- uh, sorry, later in my career. I would. This is how lean I would be starting. So, and then this is dieted down, but What's I don't know. The fattest we've ever been, Brett. I want to see a fat Brett. I don't think I've ever there seen There isn't a fat Brett. There must have been a deep I mean, off season one. Early, I'd early have to day. find something. I don't really have too much. I wonder if there's an off season bulk <laughs> here. Off season bulk. I don't think anything on there. This is Brett's off season. Like he, Brett's off season, he still has lines yeah. in his glutes. <laughs> this is Brett's, Brett's off season right here. Yeah, I don't know. I never, I never found a problem. I liked it, to be honest with you. I liked enjoying myself in the off season. I liked fucking, and I liked, I liked the transformation, like seeing my body transform from big, bulky, fat to like shredded. Am I? It probably. I honestly. How did you feel at three hundred? How did you feel? uh, Well, I tell people this all the time. The first time you break a plateau, you always feel the worst. But the next time you come back to it, it doesn't feel bad at all. Right. Like right now, I'm I'm two seventy. I feel really light. You know what I mean? But like the first time I hit 300, I was like, I think I'm going to die. Can't breathe. Can't tie my shoes. Can't get dressed. I'm sweating everywhere I go. Like getting in my car sucks. Um, 
all my clothes are fucking don't fit right. Like everything, everything sucked. And then you wear skin tight fucking t-shirts, man. Well, when you're 300 pounds, everything's skin. <laughs> well, I don't wear 5X clothing. No, but yeah, um, size back then. <laughs> but the next, I don't know, the next two, three, four, like every single time you get back to 300, you start to feel like, like the last set of fucking off-season photos I posted. I think I was 295 or 293 in those photos, and I felt like completely fine. Yeah, like I was the same weight last off-season. Yeah, and I feel more comfortable at it now than I did back even then. That's the point I'm always trying to get across to people when I say bulk and eat more. It's not because I want people to get fat. It's because if you don't push yourself past that pl plateau, you just never get to that weight that you want to get to. There has to be like, there has to be like one shitty year and then the next year will be better. And then there has to be one shitty year and then the next year will be better. It's almost like you have to kind of have that like force my body to do something I don't want it to do year so that it feels more comfortable. I'll give you like a little, I'm probably going to, people are going to think I'm going back on what I'm saying, but I'm going to slightly agree with you here, but caveat wow. it with. Don't I'm caveat, caveat it, disagree. No, 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 no. What I'm going to say is <laughs> the fastest way to put on size and the healthiest way to put on size are not the same thing. Oh, hundred percent agree. But the fastest way to put on size, I'm like, you've got to fucking eat and eat and eat. Yeah and not really worry too much. The, the, when I really broke my physique from being, well, I haven't really got into being a true super heavyweight yet, but when I really put on a lot of tissue, I, it wasn't a pretty look in the off season. Yeah. Well, I mean, you saw, you probably saw Luke do it too, right? Oh, fuck it. Luke's Luke motto was, Luke's motto is the fat will come off. When yeah. I prep. That's how I was. It's Luke funny when me, it. when me and Luke used to do the show together, we would talk about the off season. He, he had a very, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, everything he said sounded very similar to what I was doing. He was, so, yes. So, but the last, towards the, yeah, the yeah. stages, he was yeah. starting to chase less size and so yeah. was becoming a little more precise with things. But yeah. certainly from when he was um, a high-level amateur to when he was kind of breaking through from, what, 2017, no, from 2016 to... 2018 it was eat fucking yeah. eat and eat and eat and it would be pieces and not like yeah. pieces every day but he'd have no issue we'd go i mean him and i would go to sushi and we'd get fucking we'd spend like three four hundred dollars yeah. on sushi yeah so, so that's i was actually going to say that before you even brought it up is if i could if i will always take my idea of bulking as the way that works because it worked for me but the one thing i will admit is it's definitely not the healthiest way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely yeah, agree like, in, in that sense. I found it. Like I found an off-season picture. Oh, you did. Yeah. He's actually, like, Brett was someone else that looks like. Oh yeah. He, he looks <laughs> like he's. He looks like he's like eight weeks out for most people. Yeah, that's crazy, right? That's a fat Brett. Oh, ridiculous. Is this like as fat as you get? No, like, like you said, I, I did have to go through that one, like that one off season. I think any like bodybuilder that's going to push up into the open division, you have to early on your career. Oh, you so did too. Me, so for me, yeah, because I mean, I was like when I first got up to like two seventy five. Like, I mean, this was like last off season, so before going into the Chicago and stuff. You know, you get to this point, like you know, at like two sixty five, or like you got to make the decision where like I just have to, you just have to push it, you just have to force feed. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, if you don't do that at least once in your career, 
then you'll never, I, I, you know, I feel like you'll always just stay this around the same, you know, your, right. your, your weight will always be like 225 on stage unless you actually go that next step in your off season to push above that. So yeah, I, like you said, I think that's vital for anyone is you got to have that, at least that one off season, off season, maybe two, where you, you just force things. You're, you mentally tell yourself, fuck abs, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. care if I, I get some more around my stomach. I don't care if, you know, I can't see lines. Like I just need to go through this. I mean, obviously you still train, you're still training your ass off, but like you got to take that step and make that decision that you're going to, your body, you have to force your body into a variation that hasn't seen before. And that's with size. Um, and then like now, like this off season, it was so much cleaner. You know, I got up to that weight quicker. I stayed leaner and like, you know, in the next year I'm guessing will be the same thing, you know? But I feel like people hear us talking on the show and they take the latter only. Well, oh, like Ian ate clean the whole time or James ate clean the whole time or Brett or Ben or Fuad or, well, not me because I don't say that, but, um, and uh, I'm like, no, Ian Ian said he had a couple years where he fucking he ate definitely, shit. And James shit, definitely so, said he did that too. So when I did my first true off season, that was the first time where I went from, um, I got up to 275 at the end of the prep and then I was going into my first ever prep. At the end of the off season, the last 16 weeks, I remember having to eat my last meal over the back porch because it was like falling out. It was like having to push food in my mouth, right? And I was doing a bacon sandwich and a tub of Ben and Jerry's every night and drinking a protein shake and then going to bed. And then going to bed. And then I was having to go wake up at five in the morning to get a shake in and then go back to bed for two hours. Because the food volume, I was up at like six and a half, seven thousand calories. It was like five thousand calories of clean food yeah. plus a fifteen hundred calorie cheat. Who wrote you that diet? Day. Who wrote you that diet? Uh, so it was actually well, it wasn't John Meadows, but I was under Mountain Dog. Oh, okay. Uh, so you, you formulated his, that plan one, yourself? Oh no, it was one of his coaches. Oh, okay. Worked. I'm I'm friends with him. I just don't know whether I want to throw him under the bus. No, it's okay. It's fine. Shit, no, actually, I, it's not throwing him under the bus because I got big as hell, and then he right. got me peeled for the show. It was uh, Matt Berzikoff, you know yeah. Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember I was just pounding, pounding food, but it broke me through that. Yeah, yeah. That physique. I mean, look, would I do that now? Like, and here's the thing. With my frame, I would be 300 pounds right now. Yeah. If I was to push my food. But yeah. we were talking about this the other day. Ignorance is kind of bliss sometimes, right? Yeah. Back five years ago, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a kid. I wasn't considering. You didn't have a kid. Uh, you didn't know about your blood work. You didn't know about like as I, many I was, details. I was just trying to be as big as fucking possible. I would have done everything to get as big as possible. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's very difficult for me to go into back into that mindset now. Um, and I have to, especially coaching, I have to t- talk to them because I'm like, listen, here's the way. You can do it. Here's the way I think you should do it. And right. we, can meet some, we can meet somewhere in the middle, but we have to be aware of everything that we're doing. Yeah. I had a client that had hard trouble putting on size. You know those Costco muffins that you can get? Costco, like chocolate muffins, they're like 700 calories per muffin. Yeah. I had my client eating one muffin with every meal. But it with fucking, every meal? With every meal. <laughs> every meal. It fucking worked. It fucking worked. No, this guy could eat anything. Honestly, I had him on like a five or 6,000 calorie diet, clean food just was not, it was not working. It just, it was one of these guys. I don't know, Ben, you've have a million clients and Brett, you've trained a bunch of people. I don't know if you guys have seen these people that you oh, just, yeah. you can feed them a fuckload of food and just nothing every week. He would just send me his weight. 
uh, weight hasn't changed. Uh, weight hasn't changed. I'm like, you must not be eating the food, man. There's no way you're eating all the food I've given you in your plan and you're not gaining any weight. This is not possible. He's like, dude, I promise you I'm eating every single thing in the fuck. I'm like, we got to go dirty. So I started with like a couple muffins, like morning, night, then nothing. I'm like, you know what? By the end of the fucking plan, I'm like, you're doing a muffin every meal. And he was doing it and he started putting on weight. So I'm like, it worked. It's just sometimes you need something shitty. Like, I don't know. It's just some people, this, this kid, and he stayed fucking lean and he was eating everything. And I'm like, some people just. But that's the thing, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, on the one hand, if you turn off health and go, okay, well, that worked. And yeah. visually, he stayed lean and great. But I'm like, there's a part of my brain now that goes, ah, what was that? doing no oh, i know i know i know i know and that's the battle and i've talked patrick and i've had conversations about this before where you know and he has it more than i do where he has the client and the client is like look i want to be the next Brett fucking wilkin yeah, Put, yeah. like let, let me go and he's like i can't there's a moral part of me that's like dude i can't push things as, as much as the client wants me to yeah because they are they're in that food 23 year old like I don't care about my health. I do yeah. yeah, just yeah. fucking, just let me go. Yeah, but so I wonder. As a coach, I mean, I don't, you know what I mean. As a coach, it's like, where do I cross the line? Like, where's the line? And do I let them cross the line of their own accord? Do I hold them back because I know, you know? I wonder if the flip side of that argument, though, which is, if I have a client, and I say to them, because I've actually said this to clients, I'm like, you need to tell me how aggressive you want to be. Like you need to understand this is, this is where health is. And this is where pro bodybuilding is. This is where it's extreme. This is where it's not. You need to tell me where you want to be, where you, what you're willing to do. I'm not going to tell you. So it goes along the lines with the blood work thing we were talking about with the IFBB. It's like, it's, is it, it's the person's own responsibility. I can tell them, Hey, if I add a muffin to every meal, probably not going to be great for your health, but you are going to put on weight. Um, and then is it up to the athlete and not the coach? Cause maybe as a coach, are you holding that athlete back by being concerned right. for him? Right. Well, I know, I know Patrick has sent clients away and said, look, I'm not going to be that coach. that will take you there. You should work with somebody that is willing to do that with, with you. Yeah. 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 You know, Brett, what that's, you hard, that's, that's hard to do. Yeah. Brett, what do you think? Is it, is it the athlete? <clears throat> is it the coach's responsibility to watch out for the ad? Cause this is the thing. When something goes wrong with an athlete, people blame the coach. Right. So they're like, so is it the coach's responsibility to look out for the athlete? Or is it more kind of what I think, which is it's the coach's responsibility to give all of the scenarios and let the athlete choose? I like, I go, when I, when I do, I go more the route of all the scenarios and let them choose. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push anything that they're uh, not uncomfortable or they're uncomfortable with. Yeah, yeah. More so, and part of it's like the process leading up to that too. You know, like feeling out their dedication. You know, seeing how much they actually are. You know, checking health markers. You know, if you've been working with you for a year and you know you haven't missed a meal, you're all into this. You know, you've done everything exactly like I've said, and then you're the one that's asking, pushing, and then doing the things on the sides with health. Then you know, then we might take that next step and talk about this is what needs to be done to take it to the next level as well. But it's That's always going to be, point. hey, uh, this is. I always say this is your final choice. You know, the you know, the, I I suggest this, but again, you know, this is these are your decisions that you got to make yourself. That's a good point. I didn't actually, I, I didn't mention. I don't think I think kind of me and Ben glossed over, which is 
if somebody does say, Hey, I want to be really aggressive. It's almost like you got to make sure they're doing everything else right first. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, is that, cause no, because some people will say they are right, but you can see, mm. kind of tell they're not, Oh, I'm eating all my meals. I train my ass off. And then you're like, okay, well, you know what? Send me some videos of what your training looks like. And you know, it's like, like, I, get these, I get these guys now that like, you know, with my, with my progress, you know, this last year, two years, you know, people are wanting me for coaching, but they're just wanting me to like, you can, I sense it right away. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, you know, Hey, let's do this. I'm ready. You know, what drugs do we need to, and then whenever it's like, first thing you mentioned is drugs, then I'm, I'm, I'm out. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm too busy. This isn't going to work. You know, like, cause yeah. I know, I know you're not in this for the real, real reasons. Like, you know, to get where I, where I am today, it took eight, you know, six years behind the scenes that no one even knew about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you guys didn't know me, but I was putting in the work for the last six years leading up to this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, shit on that. It's, it's funny, right? Cause Brett, Brett will say, Oh, like the guy says, Oh, what are you doing right now? I want to do what you're doing, but they're not willing. Like go and look at what Brett's doing right now in the fucking gym. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, you want to eat like him and take the stack he does, but are you willing to train? Are you going to get under a 12, 13 plate hack squat and go until someone has to pick you out of it every, every fucking, not one, not one time, every fucking week mm. for two, three, four, five, six years in a me, row? Me and Paul used to say that, eh? Because people would come train with us. Like somebody would be like, hey, man, can I train with you guys? They're like you could tell it was somebody who's like trying to match up. So they come train with us and they finish the workout. Be like, you know, sometimes some guys wouldn't finish. Some guys would, they finish the workout. Be like, well, that wasn't that bad. I'm like, no one said you can't do it. It's yeah. do it's doing it for 20 fucking years. Like do it every yeah. week. Right. Anybody can do, I could go train with Brett or like I could go train with branch and maybe get through one workout, but training with branch every fucking week for the duration of his career, I probably couldn't do it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but that's the thing. It's like people will see. I remember when Luke and I were doing it one time. We, we had two hundred pound dumbbells and we were benching them. And then these kids were like, "You could see they they were trying to go as heavy as they could next to us." Yeah, but I had no business doing it. And I like Luke. Luke actually was funny because a lot of times I always would like just ignore, let people do their thing. I'm like, okay, just into it. Luke would stop me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right? He would call them out, and he'd be like, "Guys." When I start, when I was your size, I was down that end of the rack. At the end of the rack, yeah. Yeah, I, I built up to here. Yeah. I didn't just start picking up the 200-pound dumbbells and the first time couldn't do it. So the next week, I picked the same one as I again and got half a rep. Then the next week, got one rep. It's not how it works. Start down at the 30-pound dumbbells, get really fucking good at them, and then add weight until, and every time, get really fucking good at that weight and then go up. Yeah. It takes yeah. a long fucking time. Yeah, no, I agree. That's um, one of, that's one of my biggest frustrations seeing in the gym is seeing like eighteen year old guys doing you know very advanced lifts. You know, like or things that like they see on either you know. And I'm guilty of it too. Is like I share a lot of my workouts, and I see these guys. They'll come to me like, "Hey, you know, I'm doing this." I'm like, "Honestly, man, like I don't think you should do it yet." You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you need to go through the basics first and learn how to actually you know deadlift properly squat properly bench press properly before you get there you know for me you know i was lucky enough i played college sports and all we did it all we did was bench squat and deadlift you know i wouldn't take that back for the world because i perfected those things you know i learned to you know use weight and use your body accordingly and then 
when you take those next steps for the years, then you can go into like the isolation movements, the, you know, things with bands, things with chains, things like that. So start, start it out. If anyone's going to take anything from this, start it out the basics because you're going to build your foundation. You're going to build your base better than doing all these things you see on Instagram with like cool looking lifts and things like that. Well, I think that's a, yeah, it's just the fault of social media, right? Like there's some guys on YouTube, I'm not going to mention any channels, but like they have hundreds of thousands of views and all they espouse is like these really extravagant, different kind of lifts that like you don't even ever see in the gym really, but it just makes their channel more popular because the people watching must be, are like, oh, well, this must be it. This must be the the secret lift I'm not doing. That's how that's this new. I've never seen this. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I, no one does it in my gym. So I'm going to do it. You know, I literally feel like when it comes to training and I know Ben's going to kill me for this, but you could do almost fucking anything as long as you're training fucking hard and you're going to build a physique. I think the thing that's oh, separate, the thing that, yeah, the thing that separates, cause I know we talk about different strength styles all the time. I think sometimes we get into the fucking minutia of like, volume and progressiveness and this and that but for the people watching most casual people that are watching you could literally pick any fucking style you want just train hard like i got a message from a kid on instagram the other day who said i agree with justin shire i'm going to stop doing different exercises every week and i'm just going to focus on one type of workout and i'm going to do it till i'm great at it i'm like that's cool man i'm like you don't really have to do that you just have to train as hard as you can but if that's what you want to do then that's cool and we had a conversation back and forth about it and he was like whatever it was it was a good conversation but i think for the majority of people watching like if you're not at the pro level or trying to be a pro or or at a, a really advanced level just train fucking hard just make sure you're exhausted or sore or like the next day you're sore or you're exhausted when you leave the gym or like these kind of things it i don't think i think people are focusing too much on like all the little nuance that we discuss on here which doesn't make sense unless you're at the top five percent of bodybuilders you know what i mean so okay well, I've, had this, I've had that discussion before in that like you go get go out here you give me a gym okay a gym full of, let's just say chest equipment there's hundreds of pieces of chest equipment okay so i'll give you that gym you can use any piece of equipment you want for you know but if you pick three of them just pick three of them for me all right yeah. i guarantee <laughs> i can make more progress using those three pieces of equipment than you can with the entire gym because that it doesn't come down to the equipment, it comes down to the intensity involved and the training aspect involved. So that's what needs to be understood first before it's all it's not all about equipment, it's about what you apply to that. Yeah. yeah. Can I explain why, and in terms of what Justin was saying, where he was saying stick to one exercise and progress in it? Can I explain? Like it's again, you're right. I I'm don't think that's about, wrong. I, no, 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 no. Yeah. And I don't think it's wrong to change between I I will chop and change exercises sometimes. I'm like, ah, that doesn't feel good today. I'm gonna just but yeah. I can know, okay, well, I'm going to take the intensity application and apply it to a different movement and, yeah. and apply the same amount of trauma to the muscle that I would do if I'd have done the same movement, right? Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing on progressive overload and everything else, right? It's underpinned by maximizing mechanical tension, right? Which, mm-hmm. to make things simple, it's the load you're putting That you're pressing on. or that you're lifting, okay. whatever, yeah. So here's the whole point of why we tend to stick to a certain lift for a period of time because I can increase the load and the mechanical tension that I'm able to put it and maximize it right up to a point. But when, once that becomes maximal and then I can't progress much past that, then I look to change the stimulus somehow, right? Sure. So <clears throat> the reason that's why a lot of us will go, okay, well, well I'm going to hack squat for a period of time until I stop seeing progress in it and it stalls. Whereas you would say, well, I don't really care. I can do 
any movement I like because your system isn't underpinned by mechanical tension right. as its primary driving factor, right? That's but right. sticking to one lift and maximizing it over a number of weeks is the best way that we have to tap into the potential of uh, mechanical tension, right? And its, mm-hmm. and its benefits. So yeah. that's why we're married to that. But if I was traveling for the next six months, I could go into a different gym every single day yeah. and still get an adaptation from whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Because I know how to train a muscle. It doesn't matter whether it's the exact same machine or I'm doing a different movement. I can still get into the muscle, right? But there's a difference in that. You have to be able to do that. Not everyone can. Mm-hmm. That's why if I'm going to program for a lot of my athletes or clients, it's easier for me to, okay, broad spectrum, a lot of you don't know how to do that yet. Yeah. So get really good at that lift, stick with it and progress in it until you become a master of that movement. Yeah. And well, it's and when people are young and they're chopping and changing and they're never really learning. So I'll say this. I've kind of blended those two things, believe it or not, because, and this is part of the discussion I had with that, that person in my DMS. What I ended up saying to him was, look, I actually do what Justin's saying, but usually just for one exercise, right? Like I have one staple in every workout. Like it might be incline bench. It might be a squat. It might be a fucking leg press, whatever. It might be a fucking barbell row where I'll do it every week, but the rest of the workout may be different. And that's, that's how I measure the progress of that thing. So like I'll go in and do incline press and I'm trying to get as strong as I can every week, but the rest of the workout might be different. So it's almost like I'm blending the two, one to keep myself, one to keep myself excited about training, but also to measure the progress about, of that one exercise, right? So you're doing, maybe you're doing it for more exercises. Maybe you're doing it the whole workout where I just have one exercise and that's my measuring stick. And then I'll move on to other things throughout the rest of the workout to keep myself happy with my training. Go ahead. Do you do that? Where do, I don't want to know what Brett does because I know most of his lifts are pretty uniform, but do you chop and change much? No, honestly, I heard, I was listening to the, the podcast that Fu had talked about this and I relate, honestly, I relate completely with him. That's what I do. I do, mm-hmm. I probably do two main lifts. So I'll do two main lifts, which were like, measuring sticks so say like a chest day you know the incline press and then you know the hammer strength press but then after that it's just going to be more accessory and pump work you know what i mean it's like all and then i'll I'll rotate like you know i'll I'll come to these certain exercises in my mind you know i'm like i have probably like five different weeks worth of exercises for those accessory work so i'll come back to those like four weeks later i'll keep those staples in but then i'll do a lot more pump work i'll do a lot more you know time and attention variations job sets things with those other with those other exercises and and part of it's and i've had this conversation like i'm not so completely sold on progressive overload i know it works and stuff but for what we do and for the longevity and how long we're like i'm not going to go into the gym and do the same five exercises for the next 20 years you know what i mean my measuring stick is how, how exhausted I am, how exhausted, how pumped I am. And I measure it off of like the final product. Final product is more about how, you know, the fatigue that's been set in and the, the breakdown that's been ensued. Let's do some questions because the progressive overload conversation has been like every podcast. For like, <laughs> but, but I'm trying to explain that. I think it's important. It. I think it's important. And it, and it, it comes up a lot. We're trying to like explain, articulate it properly, but I think people watching are like, okay. But, been, but, but yeah. I do think Brett's explanation of it is probably the best application of it. 
right? I don't think Brett does it the way it's intended to be done. I think Brett trains more like I train. Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is his application of it is probably the best over a, a long period of time for most, for the majority of bodybuilders, is what I'm saying. Meaning what? What's the application in you mean? In, in a nutshell, what's the application you're talking about? That you have two, three core lifts that you're yeah. focused on improving over time. Yeah, but I think... Right? Yeah, but there's a point where that's not going to... Like, this is the part that confuses me. There's a, well, it doesn't confuse me because you're just going to switch exercises, but there's a point where you're not going to progress any for, anymore. Like my incline bench was 405. It never went past 405. So I would just move things around and do different things. And like some week I would do 315 for more reps and some weeks I would do 405 for the same reps. And like, I don't, my workouts are not measured by strength in any way. My workouts are measured by how fucking taxes my muscle when I walk out of there and how sore was I the next day. So I don't really understand, like Chris Tuttle told me he would do like four exercises per workout and do them for five weeks until he was fucking, couldn't reach any more weight. And then he would switch them to a different four exercises. And I, that you I realize that you realize that you realize how muscle feels and the level of soreness does not dictate the amount of stimulus and growth that is going to come. From okay. Listen, there's one thing I agree with you about your version and Justin Shire and like Chris Tuttle and that. That is the most quantifiable way to identify progression and adaptation through a logbook, through noting, through doing the same things every week. There's no doubt that that's the best way to like measure your progress. But I just don't, I don't fucking feel like I need to measure it in numbers. I'm like, if I went to the gym and I was sore as fuck when I, and I was, I was taxed when I left and I was sore the next day, I know I, I busted my ass. I don't need to measure it in a number on a book in a book. And that's why I love bodybuilding because it, it, you know, this isn't, this isn't powerlifting where we have to go in and hit those certain numbers, every single lift, everything has to be written down. I, you know, I don't, I don't write down things anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, like you, it's, I know what my core lifts are, but I've got to, I've came to the peak, you know, I can't think about incline bench. I've got up to, I, I can do 455 for like eight now. What do I do next? I'm not going to do 500 because I tried that one time and I hurt my shoulder, you know? So it's like, I've reached the peak here. So now it's about, you know, finding other ways to tax the body after you hit that, that baseline. So that's what I think Brett was saying is, is kind of my philosophy is, and it's almost, it's not my philosophy. It's John's philosophy. Yeah. John, John would have your, I want to say warm up. It's more like a working warm up, then your compound, then your pump and your volume. And that was kind of how his workouts were set up. And that's basically what I've done my whole career. Even before John, it was kind of like instinctually. The only thing I think John did different is I wouldn't have the working warm up. I would put my compound first, which was more dangerous. But yeah. no, Luke and I did the exactly what you just said. Where we yeah. go like a leg extension to warm up. Then yeah. we do a leg press, a hack squat. Um, and then we'd go back to maybe a leg extension to burn out. Like a pump or a volume. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's but, see, that, that's a John Meadows kind of setup, which is maybe other people had it before him. I don't know, but I think that's why Brett probably trains the way he trains is because <clears throat> I feel like that one compound movement is my measuring stick and the rest of it is for me. I can feel it in my fucking head. I don't need to measure the whole workout. I don't need to measure every exercise. If I went in there and I squatted five plates for 10, I'm like, okay, I'm still as strong as I was last week. Now let's tax the fuck out of the rest of the muscle. And I can do that with, various things right so it's just a, that's where i'm that's where i always i like the phrase don't be married to the logbook yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. like i it's a tool 
but recognize that it's not the only barometer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm big on it, but it, I also hate when people are like everything, their whole day revolves around that, that piece of paper. Exactly. Yeah. Right. There, there is some give and take. Yeah. You say you're prepping, you know, like we notice things are not, you know, we need to bring things areas up. So I've, I noticed my shoulders aren't looking as full, you know, well, I'm going to sub out of the exercise. I'm going to throw in an exercise lateral. You know, you don't need to be married to the certain exercises. You evaluate and you reassign. Yeah, agree. Okay, let's move on from that. I'm going to have to cut out that whole 20-minute portion. Sorry, else people are yeah, just going to tune out. <laughs> okay, let's rapid fire these questions because we never do a lot of questions. Okay. What is, the one, what is that one piece of kit at a gym that you never use? I think it just means what's what's the one piece of equipment at the gym you don't use. Yeah, I think it must be. You guys in the UK call it a kit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's the one piece of equipment in the gym that you never use? We got a we got a neck machine here. So when, you know that old hammer string one. <laughs> we had, oh, we had that at my old gym. <laughs> Can you see me over the corner? <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking Ben's got his own gym, so I'm pretty sure he didn't buy anything he doesn't use. There's probably one that he doesn't use. Yeah. That's barely ever. Yeah, and yeah, I, they're going, they're, go, they're going, they're going later today. Tyler's on his way here, and we're we're doing an equipment swap. I never ever did abductor and adductor machines my whole career up until like five years. Oh, ago. I do. I do. never. I, I'm telling. I know it's wrong. I, well, it's not wrong, obviously. I built massive legs, but I, I never ever. I just didn't do it. Uh, I don't so listen. The right. quick story on that is like I was at a gym so bad. This is kind of like honestly, this is part of the reasons why I left Iowa is because like the, the gym I went to there, their adductor abductor machine was in like the ladies' room. You know, how ladies have their separate room. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm getting ready for like this was back when I was amateur getting ready for like national shows. And I'm like, you know, because I, I knew adductors were at least good for going to grow the inside of my leg. And so, you know, I just got so pissed, I just started going in there. And like, there's never usually anyone in there, like maybe one chick and she just like stare at me because I wasn't supposed to be in there. And finally they ended up a kid, like wanted to kick me out of the gym. They're like, they're like, you can't be in there. And I go, well, then move the fucking equipment out there. Like I need that piece of equipment. And like, we got in this huge argument about that. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like that equipment's for vaginas. Why are you using so, so it? So, so you moved, you move states because of that. <laughs> yes, exactly. I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to My good always, girls and bad girls, you know? I always felt like you just big build good adductors with squatting. I mean, I built, I built good adductors and I, I just never did. I never yeah. did the machine. Maybe if you had, you'd be in the top 10 of the Olympia. <laughs> That's your answer for everything you've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. I, do you know what? The interesting story. When I was building the gym, one of the first pieces that I added in was the adductor machine. I know. I, you, like, I, can, I know you love I can, it. Yeah. I was like, I can squat. I got leg extension and I can lunge. I got nothing I can do for my adductors right now. Squatting's for your adductors. So, not the way I squat. I squat very narrow and upright. We, we use our quads to squat. <laughs> oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> fucking assholes. I left it alone. My I legs are still guys. bigger than your. My legs are still bigger than yours, Brett. And yours, Ben. So fuck you both. They're full of McDonald's. If I eat McDonald's, my legs... No, not my legs now. My legs at my prime. My prime. <laughs> I was going to say. My legs now are, are full of McDonald's, yes. Um, they have some big-ass legs. We'll give it to you. Okay uh so what so your neck machine ben uh, my adductor is ben is there a machine you don't like quick um no because i don't like i i don't like that arsenal dip machine the tricep one 
the good oh i was gonna buy that one is that the one with the balls on the end yeah i fucking hate that thing it's no good i don't like it your overhead one's pretty good but not the yeah. i don't like the uh, i don't like the dip machine i have i think i want to get a different one but i can't find one that i really dip machines like. are hard because you have to fucking strap yourself down in them i don't like the one i have because the seat is bent forward yeah. And, I feel, and I feel like I get too much chest when I do that. Yeah, so wedged I'm, into it. Yeah, so I'm always trying to sit kind of like I move my ass forward. And I'm trying to sit back so I get more tricep. You should do the, the Meadows one on, on the uh, pull-up machine instead. No, I always thought that was weird. Yeah, I never on the, did that one. On the assisted dip, yeah, I never did that. But, I mean, John did it, so it must work. I, maybe I'll try it. Probably going to eat my words. Okay. Um Favorite lift, any exercises that pops out in your mind, like a set or moment that you'll never forget? My favorite exercise is leg press. I love the leg press. Yeah. Anybody? Brett? I mean, um, obviously, mine in the past has always been hack squat just because I was strong at it. And we've had some memorable moments where moving some big weights and on film and stuff or, or presses. I love presses. It's always been a, a staple for me. So we've had some good memories with that. Ben, squatting. Uh, Maybe squat like yeah. There's, a, there's, there's, <laughs> there's one. There's one set that I did uh, that I remember is the first time I got under seven plates, and I did it for I think four or five. But Luke was behind me, and I remember that one like vividly. Remember that one. Minor and then the, the other one was Luke and I squatted five plates aside, and I think I went first and got nineteen, and then he went after and got twenty. And as he was doing it, his nose just burst blood all over the floor. It was. It's always better to go yeah, second. It's always better because you could always eke out that one extra yeah. rep. Oh, I was fucked. I was fucked. <laughs> and then I he did twenty, and I'm like, fuck! I could have. I I could have done one more. I you should have went second. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you could only do three exercises for arms for the rest of your life, what would they be? Skull crushers, press downs, dips. For triceps. What about oh, okay. no, I was saying for triceps. Oh, you mean I didn't do well, any of those? You don't do skull crushers or press downs? I don't do skull. Uh, okay, I do press down. I, skull I do crushers are probably the best tip. exercise for triceps for putting on mass. Yeah. I can't do it. My elbow is wrecked. Dude, uh, I got that Paramount uh, tricep extension machine. Fucking awesome for my, because I got fucked up elbows too. Yeah. So I always have to do it like on a cable or on a machine because I, whenever I do it with like an easy curl bar, my fucking elbows just. I'm good. I like doing it on a cable. You know what I found works? Fucking you know what I found works also because my elbows are so bad. If you do them on an incline bench, and yeah. kind of sit up on the incline bench and hang your head off the bench. Yeah, yeah, I know I've done this. I feel like it's easier on my elbows for some reason. Or even if I do them on a decline bench, I kind of can still do it. But uh, for some reason, on a flat bench at that straight up angle. It fucks yeah. up my elbows more. No, I've got uh, one of those upright bench. You know, there's like your shoulder press bench. Utility bench, off. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'll lean over the back of that. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. Back on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that works too. Um, and then for biceps. Incline dumbbell curls. I don't think you can beat those where your chest up rolling through. Yeah, a preacher curl for sure for, is my favorite preacher problem. Preacher curl. Yeah, preacher curl and then standing dumbbell. Did you try the fucking fat grips yet, Brett? The fat grips. Yeah, you was that you I was talking to? You said you're gonna try fat grips and you said no, they don't work. Oh, you wanted me to no, I haven't yet. I, I use those CAS handles a lot for biceps mm -hmm. with the well, that's the same, it's the same thing, yeah. Same yeah, thing. I, I like those. Yeah. It, it fully loads the biceps. That's been one of my favorites lately. Yeah, but that's the thing. Imagine that on everything. Yeah, it's good, like it, it works. Um 
how do you structure your workout split? Let's just give like one or two tips. I'll say first. Well, I I'll feel like we just, we just talked about this with the whole, like how we do our workouts, a couple of progressive no. overload sets. And then we go no, but this is your split. Your split. Your oh, split. split. Sorry. Sorry. So I'll give one, everybody just give one tip. I'll give the first tip. I'll just say, make sure your back and leg workouts are the furthest apart. Brett, you got a tip? So I, I like to train legs twice a week. So make sure obviously you separate quads and hams with enough time to recover. Um, and then you can't put that back workout too close to the hamstring workout. Just really? because of, I don't, yeah, I don't like to do those too close. Cause like on my hamstrings, I always do like a stiff leg or an RDL. And then on my back, I always do like a pull of some sort. Like a wow. I was the opposite. And really? John, John told me it was a good thing because I would do back and then I would do my hamstring day. Because I didn't want, because I didn't want to do back and quads the day after, because like it's two of the hardest days. I, I, I'll do so, back and quads. You'll I do back and then quads. Yeah, because you don't use your low back as much in quads. That's how I, know, I but I know, but just the, the level of intensity you need, yeah. intensity you need for both days is nuts. Right. Yeah, but it's gonna be the same with the hamstrings too. That's part no. of having leg days. You're saying a hamstring day is just as hard as a quad day? Uh, no, not necessarily, but it's up there. <laughs> so I, I actually do, I actually have a back day and then later in the week, I will have a hamstring day with a couple of back exercises in it at the end yeah. as well. I want where do you put quads? Up. Where do you put quads there? So I do like quads, chest, back, rest okay. day. You have a day in between. Then like, shoulder, then like shoulders and arms. And then I'll do the hamstring with the back extra. And then, yeah. Yeah. But then your two back days are close together. But I, I do get that split. It makes more sense. because Yeah, second, but the, the first... The second back the first, day is lighter. The, well, no. So the, the back day itself, yeah. there's no pull. Yeah. On. Oh, no okay, okay. Hinge. There's no yeah. hip hinge. So yeah. my hip hinge goes in with the hamstring day. I get it. Yeah. Also, mate, also put your rest day the day before a body part you're really trying to bring up. Or legs in general. Just something okay. so you get a little bit more rest going into that day you're focused on. I... My the one bit I would say train a muscle as frequently as your recovery allows. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when will you all do a 10k challenge when Brett's not dieting anymore? <laughs> um, how do you structure your split? Just to that, what is the most what is the most strangest thing a fan ever did trying to meet you? Uh, called for my shoe size. Pity. He called me to get my shoe size. Yeah. Did you give it to him? No. <laughs> I had a little bit of a stalker for a little while. It was like this weird dude. He'd come to, he came to a couple of my shows. He filmed me. He found out, found out my room number somehow and called my hotel room. He's like, uh, yeah, we're giving away free shoes and I need to get your shoe size so we can bring a pair of shoes up for you. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> so, so that's probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me with a fan. There's a, there's a guy at FIBO and Luke and I were on the red Cup booth and he was just standing there filming us. Yeah, for like that's what they do. But, yeah, but, but like for an extended, it wasn't yeah. like oh, just like this one's cool, that one's cool. Yep. Who it is? He was yep. like standing there with his phone, and he was like this, yep. and there was a crowd like people in front of him, and he was just like move it, and then someone walks in front of him, he was like move again like this. I'm like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. Anything I've yet, always, Brett? I've obviously had some weird interactions and DMs and stuff, but just the basic stuff, but the. <laughs> One that always sticks out to me was this was this is and this is a Donna one. So obviously chicks probably get even weirder. Oh ones. yeah, yeah. But this one was like like four or five years. This was you know a while ago, three four years ago. And this guy wanted to pay Ivana ten thousand dollars to, and the, 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 this was the request. She wanted him 
there he wanted her to be in her posing outfit in her heels and he wanted her to stand and put her heel into a, a rodent of some kind he just said a rodent of some kind he wanted her to kill this rodent with her heels and video it what the fuck did, that was, so like a, a rodent a ro- kill a rodent of some kind with your heels while wearing your posing suit. You think that's a fetish? Like, you think I gotta get off on that, or just want to see? Is he gonna, was he, or is he gonna time these cum shot with the moment <laughs> with the death the goes through <laughs> the, the death of the? <laughs> what? So I immediately went to PetSmart and started checking out what they had. How big a threat can Flex be in the open? A huge threat. Well, I think Flex beat Hottie, and so that means. Can Flex beat Brandon or Rami? I mean, fucking maybe. Don't say Hadi's name. We're gonna fucking get killed. Why? Oh, because <laughs> well, do you not remember when they when when Flex beat Hadi? Flex then got death threats for Look, beating him. I already said if you can't handle fucking the critique of your favorite bodybuilder, don't watch the show. That's how it goes. And to further the point, people who keep messaging about fucking racism and sexism and all this other shit on the show, that's the show, man. We we say dumb shit. <laughs> we say not, dumb. not we not we're not racist. Not no, we. no. Like, there that's is the fucking show. Deal with it. We are all insensitive, and we have fun, and we're we're all very loving people. We're not racist, and we're not sexist, but we do say insensitive shit. So just get over it. Don't message me anymore about it. Don't message Ian about it because he shares those messages with me. He's not. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not any more level headed than the rest of us. We're all the same. Um, 21 man 2021 okay uh anyways can just really quick we don't spend a lot of time on this but can flex beat brandon or rami i think it's gotta be something we gotta see up there you know like the something like we never knew if hottie could until you stand next to each other and it's like oh shit he could you know and then it would it'd be interesting to see flex with a few more pounds too but it can't be too much you know i'm, I'm thinking you know like 10 to 12 more pounds at 225 range, because I just I think we all want to see it and then see how it compares next to like that a 300 apparently, pound. Apparently, that black and white picture with Neil Hill in the background, you know, that yeah. famous one. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. 220, oh, no. He's 226. That's that. crazy. Yeah. I've always wanted to see Flex unleashed because, you know, throughout his whole career, he's always told me, like, I can't really train in the offseason. I got to take it easy. I got to stay the same he size. Doesn't, he, he doesn't eat much either. I know. I he's just happy. always want to see him like. Eater let the dog off the chain, you know, fucking see how crazy he would look. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite flavor of, uh, monster ultra plus go to Starbucks orders? So it's just like, a, what's monster ultra is monster. Just a regular monster. I don't, I don't drink energy drinks. I drink the white with the white can, the sugar free monster. That's my favorite. That's an ultra. I think. Yeah. That's, I think the ultra is the sugar free, right? Is that, I don't know. I don't know the fuck. I don't even know what ultra I is. Drink I don't drink. You don't drink them either. I drink them on long I drive. Like, I, I can't drink, well, you guys call it pop. I can't drink anything fizzy. Why? I hate, I can't, I just hate it. I don't like it. You're weird. You don't like, like soda beer or Beer or Coke or Pepsi. Any, anything with like. carbonation. You don't like, you don't like carbonation. <laughs> no. Huh. S- sans gas. Sans Did you gas. used to take that no explosion? No, you had no gas. Experience oh, no gas. Oh, yeah, then they used to fizz up. I hate those fucking things. Yeah, but you did hate those. <laughs> yeah. It's like a sherbet, like in your nose. <laughs> What's your go-to Starbucks order? Mine's an Americano. Americano Three Splenda. Mine's going back to the... What's yours? Sorry, go, Ben. 
iced caramel macchiato with almond milk. And sugar that's a free. dessert. That's not even a coffee. That's a dessert. It's fucking good. It's fucking good. Oh, Brett, it. Brett, what's yours? Well, now that I'm on prep, it's going back to the. I just get the nitro brew. I still haven't tried that yet. Best that's recovery, it. best recovery trick that you have used: ice bath. Anybody? Definitely the cold, cold hot tub. So going back and forth. Oh, I'd love to have that. I wish I had it. It, it worked. It sucks at the time, but it definitely works. It shocks your body. I would love to be able to have the money to buy. A, I have a hot tub. I wish I could afford to buy an ice tub and then build them a, like an area by themselves together. You can't afford to buy an ice tub. You just won't spend the fucking money on it. Oh, I got to buy cars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You were, you were fucking buying cars when you're here in Dallas. And I'm like, you can afford a fucking ice bath. Priority. No, man. they're expensive, man. They're like 10 grand. Um, yeah, uh, so, how much is the car you're buying? It, uh, the bank pays for it, man. I just swap cars. The bank pays for it. <laughs> really. Just keeps transferring it. Uh, have you guys ever used a power belt? I don't know what a power belt is. Do we have a thicker one? I guess I, I've never used a powerlifting belt. Like I don't. This. I I I tried, I tried putting one on one time and I couldn't get down to reach the bar. Yeah, I couldn't actually get down to the dead or far from it. Yeah. What would you do if fear was not a factor and you could not fail? I am. I'm doing it already. I did it already. Brett's doing it already. So is Ben. Right. You live life. Huh. You live life to the fullest. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like anyone on the podcast is held back by fear. Well, because I mean, I had I had friends growing up who were like, "Man, are you sure you're going to do the bodybuilding thing? You might not make any money, and you know, it's you should probably just keep." Because I had a good job at a point, and he's like, "You should just probably just keep that job." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm going." Well, that's for what it. that's what I mean. The, the the demographic they're asking are people who have kind of taken a risk and made it. So I'm yeah. not sure you're asking the right person. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think if you. Yeah, I think if you took a chance on a, I think anybody, I mean, being a pro bodybuilder is like having your own business. So I think anybody who starts their own business and goes their own way is obviously not um, held up by fear. If you could have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Lasagna. Pasta. Used to be pasta. Yeah, lasagna. I can eat pasta. I could eat pasta forever. Like I never, ever get sick of it. Yeah. Oh man, sorry. Is it, now I'm thinking if I want something enjoyable the rest of my life, or <laughs> you're like thinking like a bodybuilder, you're like steak. Oh yeah, no, no, no I'm doing lasagna. I'm going lasagna. Really, and that's it. I really like the steak, steak and mac and cheese combo. Mac and cheese. Stick with that. That was like my off season staple. Yeah, I got real fat on that. <laughs> Wait, uh, so hang on, you're telling me. So when I said to you earlier, oh yeah, but you kept it pretty clean, and you're like, now you're saying you ate mac and cheese. As a staple in your off season, that's, to me that's pretty clean. Oh, so, wait, wait, that's, that, that to me is a cheat meal. No, not in the off season. No. Okay, that's, so that's, that's meal six on a normal day in the off season. <laughs> right. So, so now we go back to my earlier point. Yeah, I'm that fat with no cheats. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, man. Like, right. Steak and mac and cheese is like a regular. Like that's a that's a bulking meal. That's just a, called steak and pasta. You know, <laughs> steak and pasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you really are falling into this whole food thing, right? So that's why I got my pasta. And got, steak. Can I, I'll, listen, let me. I'm going to tell you. Butter. I'm going to tell you guys one. I just want to say one thing on this because I think it's hilarious. So people watching, 
I think I represent 80% of bodybuilders. James, Roman, and well, James, I don't even put necessarily put James in the same category. Ian and Roman are not normal. Most no. people, most bodybuilders eat like I do. And most bodybuilders probably train more like I do than some of the other guys on the podcast. And that's evident by like, you know, watching Brett eat in Dallas or having long conversations with Luke or like even talking to most of the bodybuilders I've talked to over the years. They're, they're not, I'm not as abnormal as you guys <laughs> make me seem like. <laughs> no, no, but here's the thing. I did the Luke diet, right? Yeah. I made more progress last year from locking in and being meticulous than I have in ever. But you're also a different age. It's different. You've been training for a lot longer. Like there's a lot of different variables. You can't just say this one thing is different and that's what I'm going to point to. No, but it worked for me to sync everything into place. That's fine. And listen, I'm not saying it's wrong. I don't think I I've said now I can't go back and do that again because too much other shit suffered for it. Right. Yeah. 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 We've had that conversation. Like I, I want to be present in my son's life. So I can't be that guy. I'm just saying steak and mac and cheese is, is a very common bulking bodybuilding meal. It doesn't, I don't think anybody counts that as a cheat. And I'm just saying, I don't think 99% of people can do what Roman does in regards to like, can you imagine having six meals a day with 400 grams of rice in every meal? Like, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't have enough time in the day to eat that. Is that, that would take what, is that what an hour does? and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It would take me an hour and a half to eat that. And then by the time I get done, I'd have to start making the next one to do it again. He eats 7,000 so, 7, calories and he was eating one of his meals on the podcast at 400 grams. He of has rice. like 30 grams of fat on the day. It's like, it's like oh. 900 grams of carbs of just rice and then protein. <laughs> That's it. Like That's your day. Yeah, it's fucking funny. Did you put any sauce on it? Is that dry? I think he put that like uh Yeah, like mustard, honey mustard on it. That was it. And like no, some what, didn't he put that uh bolognese spice on it? Yes, yes, that's what it was. It was like a bolognese spice that you make like pasta sauce with. Which did you enjoy more, the road to pro or actually being a pro? Both. I'm void on this question. <laughs> I think they both have their. I think they both have their. They both have their ups and downs. I mean, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed being a pro as well, um, but just that chase for that card, you know, everybody goes through it, and it's just you know the fulfillment when it happens. Um, you know, me when I have the opportunity as a pro, a lot of pros won't. You know, they don't go on to win shows, so you got to live that up while you can. The road to pro was fun because I felt like a big shot because you're in this small pool of like just national competitors, but being a pro is different because i don't know it's the top of the fucking heap i say so, this from what i witnessed from luke the pressure is miles more as a pro can i tell you now that i'm retired so when i was body when i was a pro i was like well i am still a pro but when i was competing i was the pressure fucked and killed me it was probably worse the worst part of my career was the pressure because I, I couldn't handle it properly but now that I'm retired, I look back and I'm like, wow, that was awesome. Like the pressure was awesome. Like it gave you something, you know, that saying that, uh, Bumstead has pressure is a privilege. It actually, it's actually very fucking true. Like it, it, it's, uh, I think that pressure is what makes, uh, the sport a sport or the lifestyle even more exciting because there's so much, there's so much reliance, there's so much on the line for every show, right? Like, you know, Brett's doing the Arnold's. It's not like there's, I don't want to say there's so much on the line. Like if he doesn't do well, his career's over. 
Are you, are you saying you're going to cut his contract if he doesn't win? Is that what you're saying? Well, par- partially, yeah. Like, no, no, but like, it's not just contracts, not just financially, but there's so much on the line just for your own career, your own bragging rights, your own stock, right? Like, if Brett goes into Arnold and places top three or even wins, he's like, people are like, this guy's arrived, right? It's a totally different thing. So I think that pressure is what makes, uh, I would say, I would say being a pro is more enjoyable than the road to being a pro personally. Brett? Which no, I agree one? with that. You agree with that? There's a, there's a shit ton more pressure, but it's also how you, you know, handle that. And then if you enjoy that pressure as well. Is it possible to build a significant amount of muscle, especially in the legs in your mid forties or fifties? Old Jack guys always seem to have great, have legs that are lacking. This isn't a plan for competition just to get bigger. Uh, as an old guy, I'll say your legs start lacking because, uh, and most of the time I won't say for everybody, but your knees and joints start to fucking, it starts to be a little bit harder to squat four plates than it was when you were 30. And I, and as Ben would say, if you can't add the mechanical tension to the muscle, it's going to, start to shrink and start to be less full and not look as great. And I think that's why the first thing you see on guys go is usually they're sweet. Any, you guys want to add anything to that? As well as recovery, you know, recovery from those workouts to your next leg day, you know, recovery is going to be delayed when you, as you get older as well. Um, It's it's one of those things too, as well as like, you know, as you get older, you're going to have other life priorities as well. So it's not like you're like, you're not as locked into the training necessarily as, you know, when you're 45 as you were when you're 25 too. So I think it's a combination of things when, you know, when people just say I'm 45, so I can't grow legs. It's not necessarily true. It's just all the factors that go into it, you know, being that age, all your responsibilities, things like that. Mm. I think if you're healthy, if all your joints are healthy and you're not experiencing any, any lack of strength, and let's say you're on anabolics, you're on cycle. So your hormones are in line and everything's in line and you're doing everything right. I don't see why there's a reason why you can't build muscle. You're just probably not going to grow it at the same rate as somebody who's 20 or 30. I'd say if you're in your 40s, you're doing well to maintain the size you've got in your legs. If you're already of a size, right? But what I'm saying, Ben, if you're is- a newbie, if you're a newbie, you can grow it. I'm- yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. There we go. Who would you would you even sponsor other athletes, especially if they they live similar lifestyles to bodybuilders, such as fighters, powerlifters? Uh, maybe maybe down the line but right now body hostile is just a, a bodybuilding company we that's who we are right and that's what makes hostile right? special i think you know there's not many yeah. companies left that are just purely bodybuilding you know we we literally all... had this conversation the other day right yeah. i don't want to i don't want to like pigeonhole the company and say i'll never sponsor a fighter i mean i like ufc it'd be cool to sponsor a fighter i like strongman to be cool to sponsor like an awesome strongman or something but like Maybe down the line, once we're once we're bigger, we might decide to branch out. But right now, I'm really focused on bodybuilding. I want bodybuilding to be our main focus for a long, long time. So, I think that's the I think that's the tough part for. Well, I don't want to. Let's not get into that. It's okay. <laughs> say um, it. Say it. You've already pissed off the Brazilians. Say it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I just. I think the mistake companies make is they're not true to who they are. I think companies start and they want, they think of how do I get money and how do I get sales? They don't think of who am I? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, uh, 
I think the best way to be a, a successful business is to be just who you are. That way you're not trying to be anything or trying to sell anything. You're just like, this is who I am. This is what I like, you know, like, and then people yeah. are like, okay, we know exactly what that brand is. We don't have to guess. We don't have to, we know what to expect. We know what the quality is like. We know, like, it's very predictable. You're right. But you're right as well. You're, you're formulating a brand and product for a certain demographic and you're not fighting to sway other people to buy into it that aren't interested in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is who we are. We're bodybuilding and that's who we want to yeah. be. Um, okay, we'll do a couple more. If you had to swap your wife or girlfriend with another wife or girlfriend from the, from the podcast, who would you choose? <laughs> Fuck's sake. This is not going to go well, no matter what. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not swapping. <laughs> no matter what anybody says, this is not going to go well. All I know is I don't want Ian sleeping with my wife. <laughs> I want <a> or Roman. <laughs> or Roman. Or Roman. Roman's the worst. <laughs> Roman's the worst. If Roman ends up with your message, then that's tainted. Yeah, sure. He'll fist. I think I'd swap. I think I'd swap with James if anyone had to. Yeah, he'd be very. Janica's quick. lovely. Yeah, well, I'm not thinking about James. I'm thinking about Janica's. Just I'm like, thinking about James. Lovely. I'm like, who's gonna bag my wife? I'm like, James would be. <laughs> James will be fast. Yeah, James will be fast, and he'll play with her feet or something. It's like, that's fine. And he's a little lazy, right? He's like, ah, yeah. not tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Roman's I think Ro vile. Roman, yeah, Roman's turning your missus into a porn star. Yeah. Do you put your tray away when eating at a fast food restaurant? Yes. Yeah, I do. Majority, yeah. Okay, I do too. Why wouldn't you? Well, there's some restaurants where you don't. What? <laughs> ben, Ben's looking at me with such disappointment. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's certain things you just do in life. It's like one is fucking clean up after yourself after you've eaten a fucking meal. But there's some restaurants where you don't put your tray away. Where? I can't think of any right now, but I know exactly. <laughs> like they all have the bin. They all have the trash bins, and all right, on top where you okay, put your I put tray. I, I, and the only people that don't do that are lazy piece of shit that haven't been raised right. I put mine away. <laughs> Maybe not every time. That's all I'm, I'd say. Maybe there's been a couple times. Every time. <laughs> He's looking around seeing what everybody else does, and that's what sets the president. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't do it, so I'm guessing they don't do it here. <laughs> what are you training today? Brett, what are you training today? I got back. I got to do back here. In a little ben, bit. what are you training today? Potentially back if I don't take a rest day because I've got a cold day. I'll try to get over before I get to Brett's. All right. It's my day off. I think I'm going to go skipping. I'm slightly skipping. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. Skipping is known to cause injuries. All right, boys. Well, I got anxiety over this weekend. So, yeah, you're going to be fucked. Oh, Brett's going to kill you. No. Get it all on video. All of it. Everything. All the eating, everything. All right. I'm waiting for Brett to do the uh, his, his filet cook-off again for me. What, for? Yeah. what are you talking about? Ooh, Brett cooks a mean filet. Hey, are you staying, Brett, are you able to stay in uh, Ohio a little longer after the Arnold's or no? You got to get back? We can stay longer. We were thinking about yes. get, doing like another pod, live podcast get together. Yeah, just let me know. Because we're all going to be there. I'm not sure if Ian and Nick are going to be there because I asked them and they said they weren't sure, but everybody else is going to be there. No, I'm in. Okay, yeah. Or so James. We'll, 
We have some fun. Well, too. I'm sure James is probably going to be with Redcon. No, oh, Redcon won't be there because they're boycotting the Arnold's. Are they still boycotting? I don't know. I'm just assuming. I don't. I don't know what's going on. But I thought James would be there. I mean, even if James, even if Redcon's not there, I'm assuming James will be. Fuck. Have you seen that 14 Peaks on Netflix? I heard it's awesome. Is it good? Oh my god! You'll never feel like a lazier piece of shit after <laughs> watching that. It's insane. The guy is just a psychopath. Is it like a real documentary though? Yeah, 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 yeah. He climbs like the 14 tallest, highest mountains in the world in six months and six days. And like, does one of the mountains hungover. It normally takes like a couple of weeks. He does it in a day. Can I eat it? Can I watch it while I eat a a cake? Yeah, you should. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely eat a pizza and a cake and watch this. Watch this guy make you feel like even fatter. Yeah. (laughs) This is where you feel like the worst person in the world. Well, All right. Eating for three days straight and shit. I'm going to go do some cardio, get my ass in shape. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you boys soon. All right. All talk right. soon. See you soon, Ben. Right. Okay, guys. See you, bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.